Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome back to River Dinks. As always, we are your hosts. I'm Jay. I'm Allie. I'm Bella. And we just watched an episode. Um, this week's oh Bella, Bella, Bella. Oh, no. <laughs> could you please <laughs> could you please give us that famous theme song? Uh River Dinks. River Dinks. Like, yeah. we, should make a, we should make a compilation of everyone <laughs> we, that you've done. I don't. Should we? Yeah. Should we? Yeah, though? Absolutely. absolutely should. I feel like so a lot good. of them are going to be exactly the same. Well, that or would like, be fun to see. God, we could. We could put them in. Chart. We could put them in Pratt or Audacity. <laughs> Check them. Compare them. Yeah. See what uh, sounds you use. Nice. <laughs> Um, well, this week's episode, I'm just going to hop right in. This week's episode was season five, episode 16. Wow. It was directed by Robin Givens and it was written by Janine Salinas Schoenberg. It originally aired on September 15th, 2021. And this is what happened. You should read like the Nielsen ratings for each, like, What's like that number. Reading? Is that what that is? Yeah, here we six. Yeah, it's the number of viewers. Sorry. Okay. It's like the estimate of how it many got point four out of a million. So it got four hundred and fifty thousand, right? I have no idea. I don't no, yeah, it got four hundred and fifty thousand. We were looking at the I know, but I but I remember it ahead of time. Oh, yeah, it got um, which is more than last week, but the show is on a steady decline in terms of That's viewership. actually pretty bad, actually. <laughs> it, <laughs> but I think it's it's for watching it live. True. So yes. a lot of people probably watch it on the website or true. how we, we don't know what the it. full. Yeah. That's true. We don't know the full scope. I would love to see the stats of that. But 450 dozen people also just doesn't seem like a lot of Riverdale viewers. Like, I know that we... <laughs> But did like another four and fifty thousand people watch it otherwise? I would love I to mean, see an age demographic breakdown of it. And I, I really don't curious. need other people yeah. that watch Riverdale out in the world. Me did you guys probably. notice that? Yes. Because every time I bring it up or wear my jughead shirt, I get looks. Because other people don't watch the show. So what was that Bell? <laughs> of the four hundred and fifty thousand people who watch this episode, how many of them do you think are going to listen to this episode of the podcast um 400,000 I think yeah. we have two people that listen to this everyone. episode which I think is accurate probably one that's but a smarter audience than everyone else divided by so it's um 0.0002 percent of the total viewership. So that's not bad, actually. Pretty good. That's pretty good. It's not bad at all. Um, here's what happened in the it's episode. better than 0%. So true. <laughs> Excellent point. <laughs> um, this is what happened in the episode. Chad calls Veronica, who says, I'm going to get my money back because I have this great uh, investment in Copter Cab, which is a helicopter cab service. Um, at, at Cheryl and her mom's church, uh, she, her mom announces that the spirit of Jason commands no more singing and stop Cheryl 
and Kevin from singing a song. They're very upset. Uh, at AA, Jughead says that he is now sober and that he's apologizing to everyone. He goes around throughout the episode to apologize to people. Um, Veronica gets a call from the SEC saying they're going to come look at their books. And Veronica's like, oh, no, I am evil. She didn't say that, but it's true. Um, and she's like, we need a lot of money to cover up all of our nonsense. And Reggie is like, well, guess what? We can get your dad's palladium. And I know someone who knows where it is. And it's Hermosa. She does not appear. We do not hear her voice. But it, Reggie also reveals that he and Hermosa had a thing while Veronica was in college. How old is Hermosa? She's probably... Is that not good? That they were together. I, during that I feel like she was like 27, 28 was kind of my guess. Reggie when, fresh out of high school. Oof. Yeah, it's not, not great. That's not great. But we know that um, Charles Melton is older than that. <laughs> so yeah. Um, um, Cheryl and Kevin decide that they are going to try and canonize Cheryl as a saint so that she can override her mother's wishes within the ministry. I called it a church earlier. Sorry, the ministry. Um, Archie starts talking to Uncle Frank about his trauma. He says that he was, he and Bingo and Eric were the lone survivors of his platoon, and it was basically a suicide mission. And the general who, General Taylor, who was in charge of the mission, is receiving honors. And Archie thinks that's not right, but he doesn't want to go and try and fight the whole case without the consent of the families of the men that died because he doesn't want to be disrespectful to them. So he spends the episode going around and meeting the families of the people that uh, were killed in his platoon to try and get them to like testify in court or to give him permission so that he would testify about it. Anyways, um, Reggie and Veronica find <laughs> her dad's palladium. It's hidden in Sorry. a tiny little model of Sodel. Yes. One sec. Allie, I think you might be breathing into the mic. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. Just How long has it just been going so, on? Really just for a little bit. No, it's all good. It's not, but just, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry. So sorry. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, it's all good. We just went down to 0. 0.00001%. <laughs> not really. That's um, what? Never mind. Okay. Um... <laughs> um oh uh so reggie and veronica find the palladium that her dad is hiding inside a tiny model of the sodale vision i guess and also they loop cheryl in because they need to smelt the palladium into something else and they smelt it into a bunch of doubloons and that's and it's not even a focal point at all um cheryl uh turns water into maple syrup as step one of canonizing her as a saint um, Jughead's agent gives him one last chance to give him the pages that he wrote, because uh, or else he's going to drop him. Um, and so Jughead, because his manuscript that he wrote when he was tripping got given to Jessica by Betty, um, he goes and he finds the manuscript that the girl at the very beginning of the time jump gave him, the girl who slept with him and then was like, please read my manuscript. And he gets it and he's like, I'm going to give this to the agent instead. Um, Archie goes to General Taylor and he gets threatened. Um, Jughead does steal the manuscript and his agent loves it. Um, Veronica auctions the palladium doubloons to some guy, even though Hiram tries to buy it, but he's, Hiram, by the way, does not know that it's his palladium. 
Um, Archie, yeah, like I said, he's visiting the families of dead soldiers. Um, Cheryl bleeds from stigmata wounds on behalf of all of the pain of the ministry as step two of being canonized to a saint. <laughs> um, and then later as step three, she holds a bunch of bees and then th threatens to smite her mom. Um, Veronica goes to the like funder investors party or whatever for Chad's uh, cop copter cab thing. And she goes to the party and she brings a bunch of women and drugs to the party. And she's like, we're all gonna have a great time here. Um, Betty and Jughead talk. Jughead tries to kind of make amends with her a little bit. We can talk about that more later. And Betty reveals that she has a void in her because she feels more comfortable socializing with serial killers than, or no, just like learning about serial killers than socializing with people. Normal people. Normal people, of course. She's kind of like Joker. Um, <laughs> and uh, Jughead gets a call from his agent and he confesses to the plagiarism. And then when he turns around to continue his conversation with Betty, Betty is gone. Uh, Veronica, uh, turns out has leaked the thing about the fact that Chad was in a helicopter crash. She leaks it to a newspaper. And so uh, the stock for the company completely crashes. Um, and she calls him a beta. Um, General Taylor gets discharged without honors because of Archie and Eric's brave fight against him. Um, and then Tabitha, because Betty won't stop. Oh, by the way, also forgot, forgot to mention, Betty is dressing up like Polly and walking along the lonely highway to try and lure in truckers so that she can continue to investigate them. Um, and then at the end of the episode, Tabitha goes to find Betty and is like, I know you're not going to stop doing this, so I'm going to come with you. And then that is the end of the episode. Did you guys like this episode, yes or no? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay, I did like it. I did like it more tentative let's talk about it um right off the bat first shot of the episode um is veronica drinking a branded kombucha on in using her <laughs> apple laptop which is great but yeah she is just drinking kavita kombucha didn't know it existed but now i do and i love it um and using her apple laptop. we should all drink it right. all the time i think we probably all should because she looked so cool and feminist when she drank it um and also i think the helicopter cab thing is real like not copter cab or yeah, whatever I but so. i'm pretty sure that that is a real thing so i wonder if it's like one specific brand that they're really trying to trash or if it's just like a, a thing and they're just getting in on that I it no sounds idea. like just kind of a um douchey thing to be an investor in Maybe. Oh, definitely, for sure. They're they're not um, they're not at all backtracking on their development of Chad as a character. He is very much one dimensional. He is yeah. he does not have much else going on besides that he is an asshole. Um, I loved that. I like I love the more we see of the ministry, the better. Honestly, I like that we were seeing kind of just like a normal service. And they were like, we're going to sing a song from Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. And then she's like, no, <laughs> you can't. She being uh, Penelope. 
I have so many questions regarding this ministry in terms of like how many times are they meeting each week I know we saw several different miracles and that original thing like we saw at least four services Mm -hmm. just in this episode but the episode seemingly was only like a week so are they having daily services they must be because I I think the people that attend the services are there all the time and Cheryl and her mom just come in whenever they want to. <laughs> They're their roommates. But it's just so much like a full-time job right now for her. Yeah. Like and uh Kevin's job was to be the like basically the musical director or the artistic director of the ministry. I was like why they brought him in. And now they're not allowed to sing. <laughs> so like <laughs> what is his job now? And I guess it's help perform magic tricks or miracles. I'm miracles. Sorry. That was very rude of you just now. (laughs) But that's a good point. I don't, because did Penelope like want him involved or was that just Cheryl? I feel like it was just Penelope wanted more, like as many people as possible. Yeah. Okay. And well, I guess she just got jealous of them having all the, and Kevin says that he was like, well, she's jealous of you. You're a beautiful star or something like that. It's true. Um, <laughs> and then he also said, "Quote: You need to upstage your mother." Is their plan <laughs> for the episode? And boy, do they! It's really. I mean, yeah, really I don't. Some of the miracles were kind of fun. I like oh, the we one with the maple syrup. Cheering. We were cheering the whole time that it was happening, and also as soon as it became clear that she was going to try and canonize herself as a saint, that was just thrilling. Very excited about that. But the miracles were cool, you know? I, w- I, I think it's interesting because at the end of the episode, Kevin was kind of like talking about him like they were like magic tricks, you know? Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting because like they didn't set that up really during it. I guess they, I guess they talked about it and they were like, we're going to pull this off. Like they weren't saying like, we will perform miracles, you know? But like, then they didn't do any kind of like, maybe it was cut. They didn't do, like when she was doing the water into maple syrup, oldest trick in the book, she, there was no like, and we see Kevin switching it out or whatever. So I thought that was, I enjoyed that. In fact, that they were just like, Mm -hmm. this is happening right now. And they didn't even try to explain like, this is how he did it. And I think that we're just kind of supposed to assume like they, have figured out a way to pull this off and make it seem real mm, and we assume true. and Kevin is in on it but true. then we kind of learn he doesn't actually know how she did a lot of the things yeah because she is indeed a I think saint it was maybe just the last one he didn't know I would yeah, that was loved, yeah the stigmata one was so crazy that I am surprised that they didn't have any kind of thing of like oh it's corn syrup blood or whatever like nothing yeah just full on she has stigmata wounds because she's absorbed the pain of the ministry that is amazing and it was a really cool shot when she was standing there with her hands out that was really cool yeah i'm all about it i love cheryl in this episode personally um i'm glad that archie was finally finally talking well i guess he talks a little bit about it but he was talking to um frank about all of his trauma like (laughs) because frank was like you need to share this with someone which is true but like i'm glad he was like actually talking about it it was like 
it was kind of weird because I thought that because because General Taylor's been in this before, right? He already talked about him, I thought. I think so. I don't know if we've seen him. I don't remember if we've seen him already, but I know we've been talked about. I I feel like I recognized him, but also, you know, yeah. he could have been a similar it's kind of a yeah. Kind of looks like a guy. Yeah. Um, so who knows? <laughs> but yeah, but I'm going, anyways, but about that, like, like the whole, I thought they were going to have like a big reveal, like when they were taught, when he was like, but here's the thing you don't know. We were going to kill a warlord. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, what was, that did crack me up a little bit and also made me roll my eyes at the same time. Um, I will not demonstrate. Do you um, mean the thing that Eric reveals? yeah like just the the because the mission he's talking about is the mission that we had seen clips of before because it's the one actually no it can't have been oh i got it mixed up because in the in the clips we've seen before that's when bingo dies and in this one bingo survives but he says bingo died by the time the chopper choppers got there it was it was Uh, kind of a retcon it wasn't really because I because it was like not the same set or anything at all. I was yeah. I was having trouble discerning. I was like, so this happened before the other one, but then they were like, because, but Eric lost it. Oh, but the, and he said Eric lost his leg. That's and that's what Eric lost his one. Okay, yeah. so it was all the same. Eric. Yeah, was they a just got a new set. French with Archie. I. But he wasn't of, French with Archie in this time. This version of the flashback. I think it's the he towards the end of the mission archie gets up to go for help and while archie is gone eric gets out of the trench as well to try and like be a sniper and get the warlord but he left he then was not protecting the people left in the trench and so all those guys got killed right and so then uh eric comes back He's super injured in his leg, which ends up being amputated. And Archie has, is re- like returns shortly after that. They, remember in the flashback when they showed his leg on the ground? His leg I forgot about that. Removed from his body. I, one of the notes that I took, because I took very like quick notes about certain things. Mm-hmm. One of them is, what's up in Uzbekistan, bro? Because I was just like, seriously, all, all what's going on in their trenches? Yeah, these warlords in <laughs> World War One tr- trench warfare with their shells that they keep firing at them. With all soldiers from Riverdale, New York, seemingly, because he was able to go visit their families. Oh my God! Yeah, that didn't even occur to me. Like that, everyone was from like nearby. What? Which I don't think is how that works. I mean, maybe that's who you're trained with. Like, I don't know. I don't know enough about that. I don't. But just like, but yeah, I thought that was that was interesting. I really like Eric. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought this was an interesting episode for him. But I wish, I don't know. I felt like this episode was kind of missing an A plot. Like, I think everything was. It was just kind of all B plots, and I think they needed to dedicate more time to one of the stories. If they wanted it to be named, because usually there's like one that's like the holy shit, this thing happened. But like I don't know which one that would be for this, yeah, episode. I guess the Archie plotline, but there wasn't enough 
attention it paid to so, it. Yeah, really. I mean, that was like the most serious one. So I would assume that they wanted that to be the A plot, but like- it really, Just the title of the episode. Yeah, yeah. That's like what it was like about, I guess. But like, if you'd asked me what happened in this episode, I would not, the, the Archie thing would have been like number four or five. Yeah. Like I, that is, that is true. I did not like that as much in this episode, which, you know, this will reflect in the rankings, in the, in the score at the end. But like, I think that is what it is because I was trying to figure out why I felt like I liked it less because all this wild stuff was happening, which is my favorite. But I think maybe it is because like there was, there was hard to grasp on things because they were not giving, I felt like if, if possible, it was stretched a little thin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess it's the nature of having all the different characters having different plots. Yeah. that don't really overlap like the core four barely interact like it's only when when Betty and uh Jughead talk I really missed Betty in this episode yeah I feel like she was barely it. used and that felt weird like and when she was used she was barely talking because she had to talk to Jughead and Jughead sucks mm-hmm. so like yeah I just I, I wish that she had been used more and I'm guessing it's that we're building up to like a big Betty plot line and they wanted so. to like they're saving her they gotta make you miss her first <laughs> they bring her back. that uh, is true though and that is I think a, a continued shortcoming is the fact that because like if you look back to like when they're on high school obviously they are like interacting and they do have some of their own plots but there's so much happening but they're kind of happening to all of them at once mm-hmm. so it feels a little more like connected I guess or chronological or something versus yeah, this, they're, they're all like there's so much happening maybe even more happening but it's all completely separate from each other which I don't like and they at least talk to each other in the like in high school like they at least even if it wasn't that everyone was impacted by something they're at least like that happened between you and Archie or like oh wow this thing is going like yeah. they, they would at least I talk about it no that any now yeah Jughead doesn't know that Betty was literally kidnapped like oh but she TVK. kind of told him about it and he asked no questions no questions I liked, uh, like, literally the only uh, interaction between the plots was when Veronica, um, well, the the Betty and Jughead thing, but then when Veronica asked Cheryl to be involved in her palladium scheme, and I liked that she showed up and she was like, yes, I will, I'll help you with this, bye, and she was like, I'm gonna go perform a miracle, and then Veronica, once again, no questions. No questions, just like, yep, that sounds about right. And also, you know I guess I guess Cheryl's done with her art and like painting and stuff, and like I guess we still haven't seen the painting of her as a fox, so it's got to come back sometime. I think it's been in the foreground, like blurry and really. Yeah. But I think in the promo it was like a focal thing, but maybe not. I could be wrong. Uh, I was so disinterested in Veronica's storyline. Oh, and I think it's because it's oh. about Veronica, but I was just like, also just the way that she kept saying, I'm thinking Spanish doubloons, like just oh. the way that she kept saying doubloons. 
like it was a thing people say. I know. Just like, and that is what they are. Yeah. But just that she immediately jumped to that of like, let's make some doubloons. Yeah. I just wanted to strike one. Uh, buys and, and covets all the time. <laughs> These palladium doubloons. Like, I liked that it was kind of nonsense, though. I always loved that. Yeah. And I liked that we got to see uh, Hiram. Mm-hmm. I, I did notice I feel a lot more sympathetic towards Hiram than Me I too. used to. I'm kind of rooting for Hiram. She took away his palladium. Always... I was like, no! Yeah. <laughs> I feel really bad for him. Yeah. He was waving the little auction paddle. I know. Also, they had such <laughs> loud sound effects for the auction paddles. Every time someone raised it, it was like, oh! like every time. It was really. <laughs> I feel like, in general, the sound mixing for this episode was really weird. Mm-hmm. And just like the general, I'm curious who directed this one. Do you remember? Because no. it felt very. Oh, I said it a minute ago, but I don't remember. Um, it... Robin Givens. Did the last who also did the last one, yeah. I don't know why just the pacing felt really weird to me in terms of like the literal speed at which people were talking. Maybe this is because for my thesis I've been watching things on like triple speed. Yeah. So now normal conversation sounds really slow. But just especially with the Reggie, some of his talking was just like this feels absurdly slow. Like I think that they gave him since the Hiram episode, I feel like maybe either they gave him or he just decided he's like, this is how Reggie is now. Someone maybe gave him some really strong direction of like, this is what Reggie has to act like now. And he's just like going for it all the way because he is talking so differently. Yeah. Oh, uh, let me give uh, her most of call. <laughs> you know, you know what kind of thing we had. And he's just like, talk like... He did he did the same hand motion oh, that yeah. he does with let the tickle games begin. Uh so there's consistency. Wow. He's so good. It's still uh, it's still our boy Rich. <laughs> I feel like we should talk about Jughead. Uh yeah. <sighs> okay, actually, one small detail. Okay. He was wearing a little silver bracelet that looks like looks like one of those allergy bracelets. But Interesting. It was, I kept thinking, surely this is about to come out. It was a scene where he was talking to Betty. I kept seeing it. It could have just been a silver bracelet, but it really looked like one of those allergy bracelets for like emergencies. And I was like, what allergy is he about to reveal? I but wonder. I not? I don't know. Just maybe that's maybe that was a little breadcrumb that's going to be a huge pivotal point later. Jughead barley allergy plotline. <laughs> wow. Celiac <laughs> really But um, I, yeah, R-E-S, I saw it, so don't even try. I feel like Jughead being in AA, like, I'm really glad that they have him going to AA. I'm glad yeah. that they're not just like, oh, he's an alcoholic, and there's no possible resources for someone who is an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that they are acknowledging that sobriety is really difficult and does require a lot of whatever. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they're also not acknowledging a lot of the other important parts of it. Of like, you're supposed to have a sponsor and he's supposed to, like, he's supposed to have someone he can call. He's not supposed to have to just get to a meeting and stuff like that. Like he, 
like in the moment where he's like holding a bottle of alcohol he's like thinking about it that's the time that you call a sponsor and they haven't introduced that i think because that's another character they don't want to but just like bro that a sponsor would tell him that like him saying uh because he says like i'm a week sober i'm ready to go on an apology tour he doesn't like i think it's fair to like try and like put band-aids on some of the wounds that he caused but like he doesn't he hasn't reached sobriety he hasn't reached like he hasn't fixed his behavior yet mm-hmm. so I don't think that he can really apologize for things that he doesn't actually understand what he did yeah. and I feel like he says like he's just the way that he said it was like I'm trying to clear my side of the street and it felt just kind of like I haven't had a drink for seven days and now I've apologized so now I'm I like no one's allowed to be mad at me for anything and it just feels like I don't know I mean I felt like in that sense um it is Riverdale and I don't trust them to have any kind of comprehension um like alcoholism recovery accuracy but I agree they just they made some very specific AA references yeah in this episode to like higher power they referenced the serenity prayer at one mm-hmm. point like there are just very things that it's like they clearly did research true that's and true. this feels like a i don't know just kind of some major mm-hmm. things but it is riverdale mm-hmm. and if they're trying to go down this plot line like i don't think that they're trying to be like let's make jughead an alcoholic and then instantly get him sober and right. super like serene and whatever like i that's I, something i appreciated a little bit was when he was like we clearly very much is in like recovery for this but then is also like he was having spells where he was like drinking and stuff and i enjoyed that that wasn't like gets over <laughs> yeah <laughs> they were like look at this piece of shit or whatever and also <laughs> like um i forgot what i was gonna say continue I totally I just totally blanked what I was gonna say. I felt I think the time when I was just annoyed by him apologizing was when he talked to Betty and he was just like, Hey, I want to apologize for that voicemail. I don't actually remember most of it, but I know it was horrible. So sorry. And just like I, and he did seem sorry, but it was also just like like yeah, he just didn't he is admitting I don't remember what I said. And then he's just, instead of saying, like, but I recognize that it must have hurt you. And I rec-. Like, he doesn't talk about that at all. He's just like, so, I'm sorry. And then just, like, expects her to forgive him, I guess. And I'm just like, I don't know. That, that just, that whole scene pissed me off. Yeah. That really pissed me off. But I was having trouble telling whether we were genuinely supposed to be like, they are making amends. And now this is water under the bridge. Or whether it was just, like, continued portrayal of Jughead as a as a douchebag. I could not tell. I think it's supposed to show him like trying but not yeah. doing a very good job of it. Because after that he's like, let me admit that I actually was a plagiarist. You mm-hmm. know, like he lost his career. True. That's true. Yeah, I guess when he was she sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, you're go ahead. I was just saying she 
do you guys think that when Betty, like when he turns around and Betty is gone, do you think that's because she hears that he had plagiarized or because she no, just I was she busy? Like she just wanted to go. She like, other things to do. She's like, I'm busy and I'm not going to wait five seconds for you because yeah. this guy sucks. <laughs> no. um, I, when he was at Pops and he was talking to Tabitha, he was like, you know, I'm a drunk, right? I'm an addict. I was like, this is like less fun version of I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I always, I, you know, what would have been really clumsy and horrible and probably caused damage to some people, but I would have enjoyed <laughs> just the entire alcoholism plot line for him. He was just like, he'd never said he was an alcoholic. He was just like, I'm just a, I'm a weird guy. I would have loved that. Not, I wouldn't have loved that it exists and has impact on the world and perhaps impressionable viewers. But I, if it was only for me, I would have loved it. Wow. Just let everyone know. If anyone I feel like to. there are a lot of things like that. Of just yeah. like, I really <laughs> want Archie to do this. They're like, I really want these characters to say these things, but also I don't want anyone else to have to hear them say these things. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Just for my own enjoyment. Um, when Veronica came in in her Jackie Kennedy dress and was like, here's all these women and drugs for you guys. What the, what the, she said, I, I brought a couple of fun time girls to just or whatever it was. Them. Why, to, was it to distract them? It was to distract them as Copter Cab went public and then went down the flames. Oh. It was as a distraction, but it was still like, it was so weird. why is she bringing Pan Am flight attendants from the 1950s <laughs> into this place with a thing full of pixie sticks like it i don't know and i like i know it's supposed to be jingle jingle or but it just felt very we haven't seen it in a while so that was nice yeah still around still kicking um a lot of scenes in this episode happened in broad daylight that felt like yeah. they should have happened at night why so, just because of the nature of what the scenes were, such as that scene just felt weird being like, hey, we've got some drugs and these girls and we're going to like all kind of dance together and get really high. And it's like 2 p.m. But it has to be 2 p.m. because they have to, the stock market has to be open. Like that one at least made it's sense. It's got to be accurate on that one. I forget, I forget what one of the other scenes was, but I just remember thinking, I was just like, wow. It's, I think it was some of the, um, ministry scenes oh um, for some reason just felt like this seems a little unhinged to be happening at like noon like this feels like something that would happen more at night but it's a ministry so i guess it needs i don't know church is at night, i guess i mean yeah it's, i mean it's not church sorry the ministry um i don't know some of the scenes where archie was talking to people because they were outside in like broad daylight. I liked it though, because whenever they have an outdoor scene, because they're so rare, um, it always feels so like, I don't know, just like so light and airy. I'm just like, this is great. They're just outside having fun. It reminds me of when they ran away and to go be on that farm with Riley Keough. I thought that was a great episode and it really reminded me of that so it made me happy to watch those scenes I was like he's just out in the sun right now <laughs> yeah I feel like it was 
I liked the scenes of Archie going and talking to the different families, and I liked that different families had different perspectives of just like, I don't want you to do this. I do want you to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you do this. Like, just I like that it wasn't just like, I don't know. Yeah. I liked that variety, and I liked how they would show other. There were a couple of cinematic things in this episode, yes. and one was I liked when they would show the like ghosts or whatever of the soldiers when he was talking to their families. Yeah, I thought that um, was yeah that was cinematic like, for sure. When it showed the like laundry blowing in the wind, and you just like see the like a glimpse of the guy, yeah, or like not even focused on him, but he's back there. Yeah, um, that was cool. I liked that, and I like how it like in those scenes the guys are like all bloody and they're like in their uniforms and then at the end when everything's kind of resolved they're all just hanging at the bar I really and they're like, like dressed normally I like that was yeah I really like I was imp- a little bit impressed by that even I was yeah. like this is kind of a cool continuous thing through the episode I liked it and it's I think it's cool that they continued that from because they in the previous episodes they had several times where Archie was like seeing all the ghosts of these like bloody bingo. soldiers and bingo and yeah. stuff and so i um i wonder if maybe that won't happen anymore now now maybe that's the symbolic like it's been put to rest now i wonder mm-hmm. if maybe even he's done talking about the military <laughs> maybe <laughs> what's he gonna do if he doesn't talk about the military though he's gonna go a- mining you're right he's and gonna, he's go gonna suffer yeah. pain in the mine i was I think it's kind of interesting that in this episode they like started to criticize the military by being just kind of like there are bad generals who like lie and get people killed and then like the bureaucracy is like gives them the power to do that but then and then at the the yeah yeah when Eric does not get like when he's found not guilty for being involved Uncle Frank is like the army did got it right. I know, and Archie's like, "Thank God, you're still in good standing with the U.S. military." Like what? (laughs) Like okay, I guess. Like that's just so not. They they were so close to kind of talking about like the real like corruption within the military, and they I and like obviously I don't want Eric to have been like dishonorably discharged or anything like that but just if and i'm glad that the guy they're like when there's one bad apple it gets taken care of thank you like (laughs) exactly i don't know i just thought that was an interesting choice i'm so curious is fixed because they got rid of the one guy (laughs) i'm so curious about who the what riverdale writer is like involved so with the military, the military or like yeah, yeah and gay people in the military absolutely and like maybe it's Riverdale. riverdale writers just walk among us they walk where they walk among us <laughs> 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 that's not even it i don't know how it goes um you're right. I could have oh. we could have passed one of them and not even known. That's so scary. I liked that Cheryl said or no, Veronica said, You'll never be an alpha. You're born beta. 
to Chad. So that brutal. Was crazy. But then right after that, she confesses everything to Hiram and like tells him it. she can't help she, it. This is similar. It's not the same, but it's very similar to when she is like, I finally hold all the cards. He and you cards only are. have pops. <laughs> and then she's like, yeah, here's what all the cards are. And he's just like, okay, give me all the cards and I'll give you pops. And she's like, uh, okay. God. Like, she's so... I finally so... have all the cards. Would you like to take a look? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, she's oh. so bad at things. Also, can we... I don't think we've, like, talked enough about the fact that Pearls and Posh is one of the worst names I hate ever. it. Every time they say it, I'm so sorry. It's so lame. Like, I, I really... didn't like Le Bon Louis, but at least I didn't have to know what it meant. Like, at least it was, like... Pearls and Posh is pretty on brand, though, for her. I don't think that they could have come up with something better and mm-hmm. have it be authentic. Like, we oh, believe yeah. that Veronica made it. That's very... In my opinion, but it is awesome. It's fitting. I just hate it. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite part, probably, was at the very end when... Betty and Tabitha explore each other's bodies. I thought that was really fun. Wow. <laughs> I agree, actually. I think I was I looking away was from the cool. screen at that point. You I gotta go back. We're doing something else, and I didn't tell you. <laughs> God. I did. I enjoyed that she was like, I, I have faith for um, Betty and Tabitha hanging out yet. I have faith for Tabitha's character. Like, I feel like because I'm perpetually worried that she's just going to get swept under the rug or stop having a personality. And she doesn't yeah. have a super strong personality currently, but she's got a little bit. Um, <laughs> and so I'm glad that she is continuing to be a part of it and to hang out with Betty. Pumped. I feel like her personality is similar to Betty season one. Not the dark Betty mm. stuff, but just like <laughs> the kind of like a nice... I mean, it's just a nice person. That's like, it's not literally like, true. Yeah. Her personality trait is nice. I <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that's the I want. We don't know anything about her. Well, yeah. I miss Pop. Oh, I miss I Pop. Like we know things about Tabitha, but they're like so tri- not trivial, but they're like. We know she was like, I want to franchise my father, my grandfather's grace. I feel like they're just like in relation to the other characters. Yeah. You know? Like the other characters know like Pop Tate. So they know her. But yeah. Like I want information about her that isn't connected to the others. Absolutely. Maybe we'll get it eventually. <laughs> the scene where Jughead is like on the phone with the editor. And then he turns around and Betty is gone. Really reminded me of the scene where Betty is calling Tabitha to be like, yeah, I disarmed the serial killer and like, I think I got him. And then she yeah. hangs up and turns around and he's gone. Like his body that is that gone. That was super cool. <laughs> that was super cool and suspenseful. And this was kind of funny. <laughs> I just mean like in general, I think that they both need to learn how to just Keep an eye on their surroundings. It's so easy. (laughs) I think more, like, I judge Betty more for it because it was literally in a situation with a serial killer versus, like, Jughead doesn't have any reason to believe that Betty's going to, like, attack him from behind. True. But, like, that still felt 
yeah reminiscent um, of that i think with tabitha like like last episode she was like i don't or like the episode before she's like i don't want to get involved with what betty's doing anymore did i make that up i think it's that betty tells her oh, to yeah, step right away because it's going to get too right dangerous in. so i think it's that she's she agrees to step back okay um more but yeah i guess that that's now moot yeah yeah it's really no 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 yeah i think it, it is an interesting change i do really hope that babitha can get together i do wonder about i saw some stuff about um like the writers hinting something about archie but it also might just be people reading into it yeah but i feel like betty and archie have not spoken (laughs) in a while so i'm really interested to see if they do that um yeah and then i'm interested to see if they try and introduce a love interest for veronica because it's weird, like not, it's right not weird. Back together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking, but then I thought it was kind of weird that they're hinting. <laughs> yeah. But I think but it's interesting that, they're... about that. <laughs> they're best friends. Yeah. They're, they're business partners. That's for No, I meant like the writers do not seem to care about their actors breaking up. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> I meant like, yeah. Yeah. I was really thinking about that during the scene with Betty and Joe Kid. Oh my god, like, yeah. This kind of sucks that they I had know. to do this. Why would, stop making Lily Reinhardt do this. It's kind of painful to watch. I don't know. Yeah. Just like, yeah. it's a tough scene to watch it all because you hate Joe Kid. And Betty was like sitting there despondent. But, um... They also really jumped like camera angles like back and forth between them like they weren't really on screen at the same time which is just the nature of a small space but i was imagining it of like yeah they weren't in the same room that would be funny when he turns around and she's not there it's actually just because it's just the scene yeah exactly (laughs) i mean i do like the idea that she could leave the bunker without him hearing it Mm -hmm. so it seems like a pretty involved like she has to climb up the ladder turn the thing open the hatch or whatever she's very sneaky and strong does he live in the bunker now um i think so all his stuff was there i feel like doesn't he have an apartment though at riverdale like remember when jess and betty and tabitha are like searching they were searching in the bunker no they went to like they did go somewhere else in addition was, to the book. Was it maybe like, I feel like it was like Archie's garage. So it was like turned into his mm. house or something. Because he was staying at Archie's old house at one point And then his new house at one point. So I don't know. No, I don't remember. I don't know. I'm interested to see where they go with some of it. And I, I liked the kind of ominous thing at the end where Jughead says, like, I have a really bad feeling about what happens next. And then we mm-hmm. see I did Betty like and that. Tabitha. Um, I think his melodramatic narration should come back more. Because I enjoy, like, that was, like, so heavy in, like, season one, where at the end of every episode, he's like, but these 
these young people that like are better than this, but like these 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 innocent teens don't even know the evils that lurk amongst them. Like something like like stuff like that. I think is fun. Yeah. They're like very vague and ominous. I enjoy. Yeah. Because all his narration recently, I feel like, has just been like literally. And then I went to New York, and then I did whatever, and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I don't, I don't actually need to hear your voice that much. I just enjoy the ominous narration. I feel like narration should be used sparingly and only in situations when it's going to actually add to it. Because a lot of times uh, in movies, it's annoying when they have narration just to try and get a lot of exposition out of the way. Yes. And I feel like a lot of times they do a good job of kind of having, yeah, Jughead's narration be kind of like hinting at things that are to come, like stuff like that. And I like that. Um Lest we forget, he is the author of Riverdale. True. Uh, episodes are chapter titles of his book. Like the longest is, uh, book ever. The longest book of all time. The yes. longest, most incoherent book. 90-something <laughs> chapters. Yeah. Can you guys see the episode title for the season finale? No. Riverdale R.I.P. I don't know if that's a season finale or not. It is. It is? Uh, we know there's another season, though, so it's fine. But yeah, it's called- Riverdale already unincorporated. Like, yes. didn't we already lose the town of Riverdale? But not dead. Maybe they haven't. They haven't mourned it yet. Giant sinkhole will open. That would actually be, and it's like and a like disaster off, movie episode. We'll cut off like the water supply, and the town becomes unlivable. Oh or it's like, God. or maybe it's like that town in um, Pennsylvania that has. Um, Coal mine fires underneath the, the surface. That Hill yeah, the, the Silent Hill movie is based on. It's called Centralia, and like you like can't go there. You can't like go it's there. like pretty nearby. It's two hours away. That's crazy. But the, you like can't go there because the ground will just collapse because there's fires underground. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'm part what... geographically for where Riverdale is, Ooh. and there's a lot of mining. Well, yeah, that could be cool if, like, if the mining disaster wasn't just like something within the mine, but it like caused like something terrible to happen within the town. I think I mean, a sinkhole would be fun. Talk about that in predictions, but the pre- the preview did show like a mining accident. So. Yeah, that's a you know, that's just... <laughs> yeah. Um, who would you guys' MVP for this episode be? I'll go first. Cheryl. <laughs> oh, damn. Um, definitely Cheryl. She became a saint. She declared that she has powers. She held up a bunch of bees. She has stigmata wounds. She really had it all. Like, I don't have any other comments. She was amazing. I thought she was great. Okay. What about you guys? I'm going to say... Um, Kevin, because I really liked his magician suit. <laughs> and he had a very cool handkerchief in his magician suit, the black one that he wore when he like walked in to talk to Cheryl. And it's funny that he liked magicians when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't seem like he was coerced to help Cheryl, except with the bees, when he was like, I'm definitely allergic. But she is magic now, so she can handle it. <laughs> um, but that was Cheryl endangering other people for her own gain. Again, 
She wasn't endangering them because she handled it. True. <laughs> like Kevin, but yeah. Oh, yeah. She is Cheryl Blossom, queen of the bees. Mm-hmm. She was like acting. That's pretty hard. Yeah. A living saint. Mm-hmm. Like, do I think I'm the only living saint? No, but. <laughs> but what if I am? Yeah, <laughs> that was great. Who who would be your MVP, Bella? Uh, I guess Archie. I feel like he, like, my instinct would be to say someone else, but I feel like he did a lot in this episode that deserves okay. praise. Um, I like that he was standing up for the truth, and I like that he was being. I like that he was getting the consent of all the families mm-hmm. of the men instead of just being like, this is what I think should happen and therefore I'm going to do it. Like, I like that he went and got their opinions first. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought that that was cool. And I like him kind of trying to support Jackson, um, his true love. Yeah. And yes. I mean, yeah. I like the one shot of Archie where he's like, when Uncle Frank is like, what happened? Like, tell me what happened in Uzbekistan. And it cuts from like a shot of Archie's face and then it like kind of crossed, like suddenly cuts to Archie's wow. face in the same framing, but in the war. That I thought cool. that was a cool cut. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yay, Archie. <laughs> um, what would you guys give this episode out of 10? No, I, I gotta think of an object too. I Actually, think, I have one. Oh, go ahead. I, have a, I'm, I know I have an object. I'm not okay. writing yet. All right, keep me up. <laughs> um, I think I would give it uh six shares in copter cab out of ten because I really did like it, but the aforementioned issues with none of the characters really talking to each other and not really feeling like there was like a main plot or anything like I loved all the wackiness but to me like I would love for the wackiness to happen to them together (laughs) instead I would love for them to do some wacky things to each other but like Cheryl Queen of the Bees is fantastic um I loved that whole I love that whole plot and the Archie one was fine. I uh, hope Veronica dies and <laughs> Jughead no. as well. In the sinkhole. <laughs> yeah, in the, in the sinkhole. sinkhole. They don't go make back it. to the sinkhole. Mm-hmm. Or just it's another one. There was a moment when uh, Jughead is sitting in the bunker that I really thought that he was sitting yes. back in the sinkhole. It, like it. Just, no. I, it made me wonder. I was like, what if the Rat King set is on the other side of that tunnel? Because it really looked just wow. like it. It, really, it could be like the same room. It could be the same room. You know, For sure. Like they just, yeah. For sure. Um, my rating is also 6 out of 10. 6 out of 10 miracles amazing um yeah i feel the same just in terms of like i wish that they talk to each other but also that their b plots are like so separate from each other that like it would take 
like how do you like how do you explain what's going on with Betty to like Archie? Like it's like is he <laughs> is he like or like Veronica? Like she doesn't even she My doesn't guess. even know that Betty got kidnapped, you know? Yeah. So like yeah, that like lack of connection is I think hurting it. But um I thought that like all the plots were like I enjoyed most of them because I don't like seeing Jughead. <laughs> and, I don't know the Veronica shit was boring but it was nice to see her take down Chad I think I'll admit I'll admit that it wasn't terrible um and Cheryl was really great as usual she looked great she had some really at one point she like just like, looked really upset when when she like banished her mom or whatever mm-hmm. like she had this weird like pallor over her face where she and her like eyes were glazed over and I was like I don't know if you guys noticed that but so I thought it was a six out of ten (laughs) Uh, I might give it I feel like I usually go high and now I might go in the opposite direction I might give it like a 5.75 out of 10 Spanish doubloons because I feel like I enjoyed certain plots of this episode, but I really didn't like the lack of an A plot. It felt mm-hmm. me, it felt like I was just kind of like grasping, trying to like figure out which plot I was supposed to care about the most, or like I don't know, it makes me uncomfortable having no A plot. I think as a viewer, I just get confused. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm waiting for the A plot. Oh wait, the episode's over <laughs> and it never came. Um, and I feel like just some of the editing was a little weird, just in my opinion, just some of like the, there were like some, uh, long moments at the end of scenes that felt like they should have cut it sooner. Like just, just little things like that, that I was just kind of like, this feels like a weird episode, but I love Cheryl, Queen of the Bees. I love the maple syrup plot, like with the cup of maple syrup. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and I love that, uh, I liked like, uh, Archie having, like being able to kind of talk with Uncle Frank and being, um, able to kind of get some resolution because mm-hmm. he was having a pretty bad time. So mm-hmm. I do wish that we'd seen more Alice and more wow. Betty. Oh my when she was laying there, like asleep, that, I, I was really dead. scared. I thought she. I thought scared. she was dead too. I really, that felt like a very weird moment, and I'm. I'm I was waiting for them to yeah just say that she was like not okay, but. Um, yeah. I'm interested to see where they go with it the rest of the season. Justice for my girl Alice. Please. That's my predictions that they make her happy and Polly's actually alive. And I know I'm like I, I think Polly's like the villain or whatever, but I actually want Polly to be alive and not suffering. You know, so Alice isn't suffering. Maybe not have, on par for Riverdale, but sorry, yeah. No, no, no. Sorry, this is off topic. I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um. So Veronica has referred to herself. As the wolf, or as the evil, 
She-Wolf of Wall Street. So Wall Street is a thing. But then in this episode, we also hear about the Wall Beat Journal. Mm-hmm. Do you guys different like the Wall it's Street different? Also exists. This is just I different. Wow. <laughs> I think it's because they probably can't say Wall Street Journal. Yeah, yeah. I guess um, Wall Street sorry, itself is be. kind of like a location, so yeah. they can just say it. Sure. So they can just make up. Maybe it's beat with two e's. Not according to the fashion. <laughs> beat with two e's. It's a cooking journal. Um, what do you guys think is coming next? Any predictions? Is there a mining accident or journalist dies? That doesn't count. Maybe <laughs> that happens. <laughs> um, Cheryl like tries to like develop her telekinetic powers. <gasps> that would be really cool. I think Cheryl's gonna save like the, save the day with so some kind of inexplicable magic. She's gonna have some like weird mental upset where she's like like she's like I don't know like I feel like in movies where like women have like telekinesis or whatever they're like I'm having a bad time they're mentally ill yeah I think that I have two someone is going to die in the next episode or the next episode will end with Archie being on life support reasons being veronica in the promo said if archie dies you die (laughs) or someone's going to be on life support at the end or someone's going to die and second reason being the following episode is the musical episode about psychiatry and suicide and grief and loss so and so i think someone is about to die like i don't think it's going to be archie though no i don't think they're not going to kill archie unless no i don't know if they can no i don't think they can (laughs) like uh i think that hiram is going to sabotage the mine to get back at veronica Mm, for the actions in this episode yeah i think he's going to perhaps team up with chad to do so i bet he's going to team up with penelope too oh i hope so Ooh, I like that. The three of them. Uh, oh, oh, new prediction. Chad and Penelope are gonna get together. That's disgusting. <laughs> I know, but I think they'll do it. I don't on the table. Possible. I think that Betty and Tabitha will have a homoerotic moment. Um nice doing something crime fighting related. I think that um oh. at one point. Betty and Tabitha are going to be in a very dangerous situation and Betty is going to sacrifice herself and agree to be taken in order to save Tabitha. And then Tabitha is going to be like, no, I can't let you do this. And she's like, I love you. Or something like, Uh, yeah, like I think they're going to have a moment of like, she sacrifices herself. Yeah. And then we don't know what happens to Betty. Uh, And then Tabitha's going to go to Jughead and like, something happened to Betty. No, that wasn't streaming the Tabitha. I think that would just be how that would happen. True. I, love I thought it was predict every week. And we were not right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was point. kind of weird how they didn't... Uh, like, I understand when they were like, oh, Jughead, you shouldn't go contact Jess 
or Jessica right now, like while you're trying to get sober. But I feel like it was kind of weird that they weren't like, let's have someone else contact her or let's like figure this out. Like it is his livelihood. Yeah. It seems like a, it's, it's simply she has this thing with her and we need it. Like literally it's just like a phone call. And instead he's like, I'm going to steal someone else's I know. <laughs> work and like all this stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm pumped about it. Can't wait to see it. Excited to continue our podcasting venture. <laughs> um, well, with that, Allie, would you give us that famous sign off, please? Sure thing. I literally forgot where it is. Actually, wait. See you later, gangs. Nice. <laughs> the suspense. I'm sorry, I can't read your no, email right now. I'm in the okay. middle of talking. <laughs> um, and I'm just kidding. Um, is it okay? Yeah, no. I mean, it's, it's not okay, but it's okay. I'm but sorry. sorry. No, it's a bad time to talk. I'm sorry. No, sorry. Okay. Um, maybe. Okay. Ep- uh, episode 18, three episodes from now, is called Next to Normal, which is a uh musical oh okay the writer of the episode is the woman who writes all the musical episodes the plot thickens um, all right all right it is a musical about uh like mental health and psychology and suicide yeah sub- in suburbia in suburbia i'm not familiar with the music i'm not either i just know that um I mean, I they feel like they've got Dear Evan Hansen. That would have been hilarious given that the movie's coming out. They really should have done Dear Evan Hansen. That would have been so funny. You know how like you know the get comedy the musical Dear Evan Hansen? That would have been hilarious. Um, <laughs> I really, right, when you were telling rent. me that there was going to be a music episode, I was like, I hope it's Rent. I don't know. Like, I feel like if it was, it was Rent, you would have That's told next me season. Maybe that you're right. I think next season it'll be Rent. I, maybe I need to listen on this. Maybe it's good. I don't know. I, I'm, I mean, I'm I've very claimed. I'm sure it's good. Um, anyways, uh, we. I don't think we should talk too much about it just because yeah. we don't have anything to say yet besides the fact that I'm stoked and we will talk about it. Yes. And I think Archie is going to be the subject and he's not going to have a good time. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be well. I mean, Especially no given one's, the promo no for the next No one's doing great. I mean, next they're episode. all... I mean, but they're Three really out of the four are dealing on with yeah, and Jughead, I true. guess. And Jughead. And, I mean, yeah. I think Betty, like, a little bit. I mean, Betty's of... dealing with surreal jeans. Like, it's a little different. I, I mean, her sister was just murdered. She doesn't know that. For fact. I don't know. I don't know. Her sister that just murdered. Water. I, like, like, I don't think that, that not... I don't think the way they're portraying Betty is meant to be hard-hitting mental illness portrayal i sure. agree no you're right but i think that <laughs> i know she's going through i think it. what she's going through might be 
topical for the musical yeah, yeah. maybe a little bit yeah. like she might be able to sing a song or two I'm sure she will <laughs> I'm sure she will I'm um, so stoked for that though predictions for I've been episode. praying and wishing my prediction for next episode you said that Cheryl Cliff saying I'm the queen of the bees, I'm the queen of the bees holding bee laden honey like wax honeycomb. Honeycomb. like kind of screaming yeah. like, like I am the my yeah. prediction direction. Mm-hmm. is that it's going to be based on um ryan murphy's season two episode one of pushing daisies in which there's a person that kills people using uh hives of bees because he has a queen bee encased in glass that he keeps in his mouth and then the bees all nest around his entire body like he's a hive because the bee the queen is in his mouth and then he approaches people and they see what looks like a uh, man made out of bees and they scream. And while they're screaming, he spits the queen into the person's mouth and all the bees attack them and kill them. And I think Cheryl's gonna do that. How does he get the bee back after that process? I guess when they're dead, he just grabs it out of their mouth. (laughs) They don't show that part. Also, I did not know that Pushing Daisies is a Ryan Murphy show. That's interesting. I know! Isn't that wild? Wow. It's really something. That's my prediction. What about you? Murphy? You think Brian? Oh my god, I'm so sorry. It's not Ryan Murphy. I I always mix up their names. I was picturing... Sorry. I I always mix up their names. I do not mix up the men, but I mix up their names. So it's a Brian Fuller show? Yes. Yes. Of Hannibal. Hannibal fame and wonderfuls you know I'm, that's for another episode or two. <laughs> um, can't believe it's so anyways predictions for next episode or she's gonna have a bad time I think that's all I'm gonna say that's too easy actually nothing's changed since last episode that's true predictions not to be lazy I just I feel like I well you can be a prediction in general um, Archie's gonna get more treatment for his PTSD than not before. Not before next to normal. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that the um, Archie is gonna have like begin doing some trauma work, and it's gonna bring up a lot of like a lot more trauma for like sure. it, mm-hmm. from his past in the war and then I think that he's gonna um I think maybe he'll start having like walking like sleepwalking nightmares kind of like we saw Jackson having mm-hmm. yeah um so like kind of yeah. feeling yeah um, which episode of Pushing Daisies do you think he's gonna have I'm thinking season two, episode seven, personally. I've never seen Pushing Daisies. That is a pretty good episode. We don't have to talk about it right now. (laughs) Uh, I think that Kevin, they're going to try and make Kevin a bigger character than he is right now. Interesting. Um, Not as a romantic interest, unfortunately. Not as a romantic interest for Archie but I do feel like I don't know I don't know what was going on with them yeah but that was fantastic 
and it made me happy. Um, yeah, I think Betty is going to, I guess seemingly from the promo, she's gonna like start acting as a sex worker, but Seems then like, like walking along the lonely highway. Kevin's um, gonna confront her. I'm not looking forward to that. No, I think they're gonna fight and no longer be friends and not gonna hear from Tabitha anymore. Sorry to no. be a downer. Sorry to be a downer. I'm just I've faced I'm no sorry. sorry I really want Babitha to get together. I I if for no other reason than just Babitha makes me happy as a name. Mm. It can be really exploitative. We will take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It can be really fan servicey. Like it. it can be like when Cheryl and Tony had that BDSM sex scene when they were fighting. Yeah. It can be like it that. It can be like that. It's okay. God. <laughs> God. I know. Okay. Well, I'm excited to see it. Mm-hmm. Let the tickle games begin. Let the tickle games begin. Please. Oh, Reggie was in this True. episode. True. True. Maybe he was doing all the Hiram stuff in this episode. Like it was happening at the same yeah, time. Yeah, maybe. I love that they had Hiram in totally. one scene just, just to be called, to be a, called a little bitch. Amazing. That was fantastic. We all pumped about it. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll see you guys next week then. Um, Allie, can you give us that famous sign-off? Yep. See you later, Dinks. Yeah. Woo!